0: Shalom brothers and sisters, I'm Brother Sid of the Commandment Keepers Church. Today we have a detailed lesson, a classic lesson, a lesson that we've taught before, brothers and sisters, in in some way. Um, One of our most important lessons, that's uh, where we began, our first lesson put on wax and it's titled, The African Deception. Brothers and sisters, we have hundreds of hours, um, hundreds of hours of work on our on our web page that the Most High has allowed us to up, uh, upload. However, if you're just coming in the middle, um, you don't know from what we teach what's the doctrine. You would first need to understand what we're going into today. If you don't understand what we're going into today, some of the information that you'll learn on our broadcast. May not make sense to you. So we wanted to bring it back. The Most High, the Holy Spirit, led me to go way back, years back, into a teaching that we taught um, that was based on a deception, a deception in the earth. And it's the African deception that the Negroes that went into slave ships were actually African people. According to the Bible, this is not true. Okay. Now, this information Will help not only Jews and gen- not only Jews but Gentiles, not only Black people but White people, not only White people but African people, not only African people but Korean. All people will benefit from this. Why? Because John eight and thirty two says what? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So freedom has a what? Freedom comes from truth. Truth comes with freedom, brothers and sisters, okay? The Bible also tells you that you must worship him in spirit and in truth, okay? So all truth matters. Now, Christians will say, well, that doesn't matter. Certain things doesn't really matter, right? We don't believe that, okay? We believe that that's out of your range to be able to say that. For any man or woman to say what truth matters and does not matter when it comes into salvation okay so let's start here we're going to Psalms 105 and 23 the title of today's lesson is the African deception you would need to understand this teaching before you can comprehend some of the other information that that we've the most high have allowed us to put on our web page brothers and sisters the African deception let's first start with some truth let's start with some geographics uh, excuse me some geography geography brothers and sisters let's 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 learn about geographic truth let's go to Psalms 105 and 23 the first thing we must know is that there's no such thing as Africa in the Bible that there there's no such place as Africa or Africans in the Bible so let's first deal there okay let's go to Psalms 105 and 23 Psalms 105 and 23 reads Israel also came into Egypt and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham now brothers and sisters we know that Egypt is where Egypt is in what you would call today Africa right But according to the Bible, it was called the land of Ham, okay? It was called the land of Ham. Now, if you ask your Christian pastors who are the blacks, they'll tell you they're Hamites. That's what they'll tell you. Now you understand what a Hamite is. You understand what the land of Ham is. Ham is Africa. Africa is not a country, okay? (laughs) Okay, Africa is a continent with many countries. So we have to put that out there because I think a lot of people... You know, they don't really know geography like that. So let's let's stick with the Bible, okay? We're at Psalms 105 and 23, and it reads, Israel also came into Egypt, and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. And he increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. So right away, brothers and sisters, it says, Israel came into Egypt, Jacob sojourned in the land of ham. Israel is Jacob. Jacob's name was changed into Israel after he did what? After he wrestled with an angel. Okay. So already from these two texts we know that there's no place called Africa in the Bible. It's called the land of Ham, right? And it tells you that the children of Israel went into Egypt. When when was this? During the time of Joseph. Remember, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brethren. And did what? He went to serve for Potiphar. Remember, he was thrown in jail. And he became what? An interpreter of dreams. And became what? Became second in command in all of Egypt. Remember that? Then a famine struck the entire earth. A famine struck the earth where you had to come to Egypt to survive. And what happened? The other tribes came to Egypt where Joseph was so this is how we got into Egypt this is well before the time of Moses brothers and sisters okay Moses is Exodus the book of Exodus Joseph is in Genesis okay the interpreter remember the coat of many colors so it's telling you that what happened we went into Egypt why because there was a famine but it tells you the Bible tells you read verse 24 again brothers and sisters it says 105 and 24 reads, and he increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. So even though we were in the land of Egypt amongst Egyptians, which are other black people, we were stronger than them. See, and this is why they feared us. This is why they began to to kill us. This is why they began to make us serve during the time of Moses. This is why, remember, Moses had to be hidden on the water why he had to be hidden on the water why because the people our people were we were procreating at an extremely high rate uh rate and they were afraid of us now the question is how could moses be raised in egypt if he was white see we know Moses had to be black if he was placed on a river and raised in Pharaoh's house as an Egyptian. See, so already we know that Egyptians are black people. Those are people in Africa. Now we are showing you that who, Moses or the Israelites, right, were also black people. That's how he was able to hide, okay? So it's it's ignorant, okay, to think that all black people are African, <laughs> Or from Africa okay that's racist matter of fact okay all black people didn't come from Africa all people were of color well before there was a such person as a white man okay white man didn't come around until Jacob and Esau Esau was the first you know white man so to speak all the people were of color at this time okay So we first wanted to go here and learn geography the Bible calls Africa or the land that holds Egypt the land of ham okay let's go to Hosea four and six now okay Hosea the fourth chapter in the sixth verse and it reads my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because thou has rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest unto me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Let me read that again. I hope you're following us, brothers and sisters. Hosea, the fourth chapter in the sixth verse, and it reads, my people are destroyed for a lack of Knowledge because thou has rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee. Brothers and sisters, according to the Bible, according to the text, our people, God's people are destroyed. Why? Because they lack knowledge. Not only because they lack knowledge, because they rejected it. According to this text, you can't reject something that's unavailable. See, so the Bible tells you that our people will reject The truth. Our people will reject the truth. Brothers and sisters, if you take this information that you learned today to your pastor, to these black pastors, or even to some of your family members, they will reject this information. The Bible is telling you clearly who we are. The Bible is clearly telling you our proclivities, our tendencies, our mentality. He's saying we're destroyed because we don't value knowledge. You see that, brothers and sisters? I'm going to read that again. Hosea 4 and 6 reads, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You see that, brothers and sisters? The Bible is making it clear the destructive nature of ignorance. See? Satan rules over you in any area of your ignorance. And guess what? Satan would... Want you to be ignorant of this. Why? Because he can only destroy you. Guess what? The other nations want you ignorant of this. Why? (laughs) Because your destruction is tied to your ignorance, Israel. Okay? Black man. Black woman. Okay? Let's go to Jeremiah. A lot of you haven't seen these scriptures before. And you notice the three scriptures we've gone to already are where in the Old Testament? Don't you find it odd that the Christians are telling you not to go into the Old Testament? Hmm. Go to Jeremiah 17 and four, brothers and sisters. I need you to examine this text closely. Jeremiah, the 17th chapter and the fourth verse, and it reads, and thou, even thyself, shall discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee. And I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in a land which thou knowest not. And I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in a land which thou knowest not. And I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in a land which thou knowest not. For ye have kindled a fire in my anger which shall burn forever. According to the Bible, the true Israelites would not know who they are. Why? Let me read it again. Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, the fourth verse. This is one of the curses on the true children of Israel. And it reads, And thou, even thyself, shall discontinue from thine heritage. You see that, brothers and sisters? So he's telling you the true people Okay, would lose the knowledge of themselves. They would lose the knowledge of who they are. They would lose not only their knowledge of who they are, but their land. See, because heritage is not just knowledge of who you are. It's the land that comes with that knowledge. See, so those people, those Europeans over in our land, in the promised land, saying they're Jews, according to the Bible, the true Jews would not know who they are. When does that happen? Let us read it again, because he tells you that you're going to, he tells you the curse and then he tells you how the curse will be fulfilled. He says, I'm going to take away the knowledge of yourself. And then he tells you how he's going to take away that knowledge. Okay. Because you can't just wipe a person's mind, you know, brainwash them. So first he gives you what will transpire and then he gives you how it'll transpire. Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, the fourth verse, and it reads, And thou, even thyself, shall discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee, and I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in a land which thou knowest not. You see that? How do you learn to lose the knowledge of yourself? By slavery. You see, when you serve other nations, they tell you who you are. This is where we lost it, brothers and sisters. This is where we lost our identity. It was in captivity. Because why? The captors tell you who you are, Toby. (laughs) See, that was spiritual in itself, with roots and all that, right? Where they're forcing this brother to say his name is not Kunta Kinte, but his name is Toby. You are who I tell you, boy. See? That was spiritual, it was prophetic. It was historical, (laughs) brothers and sisters. See, they have the right to tell you who you are when you serve them. Right. Just like they told you Christopher Columbus founded America. You know, George Washington never told a lie. So forth and so on. Lie after lie after lie. Right. You see that? So the Bible is telling you these people the true children of Israel the true people that crossed the Red Sea would discontinue from their heritage why? Because I'm going to make them serve another nation. See? Who served another nation in a land that they knew not? There's only one group of people who've ever been in captivity, who've ever been in slavery. And don't try to give us the Irish garbage, okay? Because every time we say this, somebody try to pull out the Irish Brothers and sisters, go do your research. The Irish people, the original Irish, were black. Okay? So you're not going to pull that. <laughs> I have many books, The Nature Knows No Color Lines. I, and I have a plethora of historical records that prove to you that the kings and queens during what you call the Dark Ages, well before the Renaissance era, were black. Okay, they didn't become white until after they killed King James, who was another black man. See, now our people, we see Queen Elizabeth and Prince Harry and Princess Diane, all this stuff, and we think white. But no, that wasn't so. That was not so, okay? Let me read that again, brothers and sisters. Let's read that again jeremiah the 17th chapter the fourth verse and it reads and thou even thyself shall discontinue from thine heritage that i gave thee and i will cause thee to serve thine enemies in a land which thou knowest not why for ye kindle the fire in my anger which shall burn forever this particular passage is one of it yields so much because he tells you what the curse is, he tells you how he's gonna carry out the curse, and then he tells you what brought the curse on. The curse is that you're gonna lose your, your 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 heritage, you're gonna lose your identity, right? That's part of the curse. Then he tells you how you're gonna lose your identity, because you're gonna serve your enemies in the land you know not. And then he tells you why you're gonna serve them, because you've kindled a fire in mine anger. You've made me angry, Israel. You see this brothers and sisters? Look at how much look at how much was packed into this one text. I need brothers and sisters to take a look at this, especially you so-called negroes, especially you so-called African Americans, okay? Because we're the only people with 25 different identities. <laughs> okay? You come up to a black man on the street and say, "Well, brother, what what race are you?" Some some of our people will say black some of us will say African American. Some of us will say Negro. Some of us will say Black Americans. Some of us, some of us will say African. That's the curse. See, the curse is applicable to us. We're the only people. Because I guarantee you, you walk up to you walk up to the Koreans, they all say the same answer. You walk up to the Japanese, they all say the same answer. Okay. You walk up to to, you know to any other people in the earth, when you ask them who they are, they have a singular monolithic answer. Okay, we're the only people with 25 different identities. There was a time until Jesse Jackson, we weren't even caught African Americans is a term that came through Jesse Jackson. Okay, that's a new term from the 80s so go look at how many times they've referred to us by different names first we were just Negroes okay then we went to Africans and then we went to blacks then we went to African Americans then we went so forth and so on what are they trying to hide what are they trying to hide brothers and sisters let's go to Exodus 3 and 10 okay Exodus 3 and 10 reads, Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. What are we seeing here? He's speaking to Moses here, right? What are we seeing? Exodus 3 and 10 reads, Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest... That thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Brothers and sisters, the children of Israel went into slavery. You see? We're the same people that went into slavery against the Egyptians. There's only one group of people who've ever been enslaved to another nation. It's us. The same people that served the Egyptians. The same people that had to be freed by the Most High and Moses and Aaron. It's the same people. See, there's only one people, and they know this, brothers and sisters. The theologians know this. The Catholics, the Pope, they know this. The government, they know this. They know the same people that served the the white man in America is the same people that served Pharaoh in Egypt. They know this. They know it, brothers and sisters. The question is, why don't you? Why didn't they tell you? You'll find out today. You'll find out today. Let's go to Deuteronomy, brothers and sisters. Let's stick in the Old Testament. Let's stick in the Torah. Follow us to Deuteronomy, the 7th chapter, the 6th verse, because we're going to show you why they kept this information from you, okay? Deuteronomy, the 7th chapter, in the 6th verse, and it reads... For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are on the face of the earth. You see that? He said he chose us to be above all people. See, this equality garbage that they're trying to push in America never existed. (laughs) Okay? You can't say we're equal to heathens, people who don't believe in God, people who follow paganism, people who eat unclean animals. You can't say we're equal to those because God said what? What did God say? Deuteronomy 7 and 6 reads, For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Above all people that are on the face of the earth. Above all people that are on the face of the earth. Above all people that are on the face of the earth. See, Christians can't deal with that. See, Christians can't deal with that. Because they want you to believe everybody's the same. Brother, everyone's not the same. Because we're the only one that went into those cargo slave ships. So don't come to me with this everybody's equal garbage. Do it look like everyone's equal? It look like the white man is over everybody right now see this and this is the problem with Christianity they operate without looking they have no eyes to see and that's why Christ said blessed are the eyes that see because you'll come and try to come to the ghettos come to the hood and say well everybody's equal it don't look like that to me brother it don't look like that to me and I can guarantee you all the black men that are suffering from the silent frustration the silent frustration, and the secret anger every day, they don't believe it's equal either. Why is it? Why does it appear that there's been a concerted effort to keep the black man down? Let me read it again. Deuteronomy 7 and 6. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all people, above all people, above all people that are on the face of the earth. You see that? That's in the Bible. Have you ever read that scripture before? And now you see why the Christians are telling you not to go into the Old Testament. See? Because why? That's what they're being taught. These Christian pastors have to go to theologian seminary college, where they're being taught by Europeans. Why they're being taught by Romans, people who hate Christ. See, you think these black pastors in our communities are are in charge? Come on, come on now. No, they're the puppet. The person in charge is the people they have to go to to get a, a pastor's degree. Go look up Seminary Colleges on YouTube and see who's teaching Seminary Colleges. Okay? See? Let's go to Deuteronomy 32 and 21. Because the question is, if he said that we, he chose us above all people, why did we fall? Why are we on the bottom right now? Hmm? Why are we on the bottom? Let's go to Deuteronomy 32 and 21. Deuteronomy 32 and 21 reads, they have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities and I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. The Torah tells you that we're in this case because we made God jealous because he chose us, see? Jealousy and envy are two different things. Look up the definition. Envy is you you desire something that's not yours. Jealousy is that you you fear to lose something that is yours. So there's a difference, okay? Because I've heard brothers say, well, hold on. I thought jealousy was wrong. Brother, envy is wrong. Jealousy is different from envy. God is a jealous God. The term jealousy is indicative of a relationship, okay? It's indicative of something that belongs to the person in whom is jealous. You can't be jealous of something that doesn't belong to you. That's called envy, brother. That's called envy, sister. And we wanted to show you, why did we go into captivity? See, because no one can answer this question. Your pastor can't answer this question. The white man can't answer this question. God can answer it. Let me read it again. Deuteronomy 32 and 21 reads, They have moved me to jealousy, which which is not God. They have provoked me unto anger with their vanities. I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. Who have he provoked us to anger with? The Europeans, right? The Europeans. That's that's the battle, okay? That's the battle. And yes, there's other people out there too, but he didn't use those other people at this time. He used the white man, so-called. He used the European man to make us jealous. He said he would provoke us to anger with a foolish nation. Why is he calling them foolish? brothers and sisters those of us who study the bible know that the bible says a fool in his heart saith there's no god so this nation would say there's no god brothers and sisters who came up with evolution who came up with big bang theory was that malcolm x was that martin luther king or was that darwin hmm who was that who was that see Only the Europeans would teach that type of garbage. Okay, that there is no God, that the creation just, you know, a star was formed. See, that's Darwin. Evolution, Big Bang. Was Darwin a black man? Was he a Chinese man? See, so only the Europeans would teach this. There is no God garbage. Because if you go over into East India, you go into any of these other areas, you go into Africa, they believe in God. They believe in 300 gods. (laughs) Okay. you go over into Korea. Oh, they believe in God. Many of the Asians are Buddhists. That's their God. You go over into Palestine. You go over into Jordan. And guess what? They believe in God. Their God is called Allah. See, so the only people that would teach some garbage like that. Is the Europeans, who the Bible calls the Edomites. And that's not to say every white man is a fool. That's not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying. We're saying at the core, at the core, the most powerful, uh, the most powerful people of the white race or white nation, they don't believe in God. They don't believe there's a real God, okay? That's why they taught it. It's being taught in universities. You would never have that garbage taught in any other country. That's not European. See, America is essentially Europe because it was founded by where? Who? Great Britain, France, and Spain. Three European countries. So they they teach the same ideology. Okay? So the Bible is telling you, I'm going to provoke you to anger with a foolish people. Okay? A people who are fools. You see that? Now, Let's go to First Timothy 6 and 20. Why? Because what usually what typically happens when we bring this information out, we say our people will say or even other people will say, did you get a what DNA test told you you was an Israelite? See, that's where it's going to go. Trust me, brothers and sisters, when you take what you learn here and try to distribute this, this is what you're going to run into, okay? Let's go to 1 Timothy 6 and 20. All right. 1 Timothy 6 and 20 reads, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust. Avoid profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science so falsely called. Look at this. The Bible is telling you to be, watch out for their science, okay? Because all of their science is against God. The evolution is their science. That came from their science. Big bang came from their science, okay? Vaccinations came from their science, okay? DNA tests came from their science. So God is saying, don't you trust their science because they have an agenda. There's an agenda with their science. Why? Because they don't they hate God. As a whole, we're not talking about all white people. We have white people in our church that we've baptized that love God and acknowledge us as the Jews. OK, but we're talking about the, the head, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the DuPonts, the wedding family. OK, the people who actually the movers and shakers, the bankers, these people hate God. They say there is no God. That's why they're teaching that Darwinism. OK, in the universities. In all the great universities, so-called great universities, they're teaching that. That's an option to be taught. Okay, that's not an option anywhere else other than European countries. See, so we wanted to show you. Let's read it again. First Timothy, the sixth chapter, the 20th verse, and it reads, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust. Avoid profane in vain babblings and oppositions of science and oppositions of science and oppositions of science falsely so called. See, they knew that we would wake up, brothers and sisters. They knew it. They knew it was prophesied that the Bible said in two days he would revive our people. Two days is 2,000 years in the Bible. The Bible tells you that a day is like a thousand years in the eye of the lord so they knew that the holy spirit would come on us like ezekiel 37 said and we would start to look for something we would start to, we would start pulling away from christianity we would start going to other religions we would start you know looking for who we are we would start traveling so they knew this so they said you know what we need to we need to put out the dna test okay the DNA test is not going to tell them that they're Israelites. The DNA test is going to tell them they're 2% European. They're 1% Nigerian. They're 45% Korean. They're 22% Japanese. <laughs> see? See, they put this out there to confuse you. I've never met a person who, who had more understanding after they took the test. Okay? They were more confused after they took the test. You see? Brothers and sisters, that was then, that was the point. That was the point. How do you know science sciences are? Brothers and sisters, there's no such thing as a mixed person according to God. Okay? That doesn't exist. If I put an apple seed in the ground, I'm going to get an apple tree. If I put an orange seed in the ground... I'm going to get an orange tree. I'm not going to get a half orange tree and half earth tree, a half apple tree and half ground tree. No, you are what the seed is. The seed is in the man's loins. So whoever the man is, that's who the child is. See all throughout the Bible. He never said (laughs) he never said there was mixed people. Never in the Bible. You are who your father is. Okay. Okay. So you can have a white woman and a black man. That child is going to be black. Okay. That child is going to be black. Why? Because the living organism is in the man. The woman doesn't have living, anything living in her. She has the eggs. Okay. See, the swimmers are in the man. See, so this is their, this is the garbage science that they teach. Mixed babies. There's no such thing according to God, according to true science. According to true science, there's no such thing. It's impossible. It's impossible. Follow us to Romans, the 11th chapter, the first through the fifth verse, brothers and sisters. Why? Because typically, after a Christian says, or even our people says that, you know, did you take a DNA test? Then they'll come with the idea that God got rid of Israel. God doesn't have a chosen people no more. The church is his chosen people. They'll come with this. So you take them right to Romans 11. We're gonna read the first verse through the fifth verse. Romans, the 11th chapter, the first verse reads, I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. So look at this. Paul answers it clear. He asked the question and then he answers it. What was the question? Hath God cast away his people? The answer? God forbid, which means no. And then he tells you who he is. He says, I'm an Israelite of the seed of Abraham and the tribe of Benjamin. So he's from the tribe of Benjamin. So he's saying there's no way God got rid of his people because I'm an Israelite from the tribe of Benjamin. The Benjamites are who you would call the West Indies today. Trinidad, Tobago, Jamaica. These are the warrior tribes of, of the Bible. Remember, Benjamin was the baby brother. Remember when Joseph was uh, serving as, you know, second in command in Egypt, he he had the brothers. Once he was disguised, he had the brothers go bring back Benjamin. Remember that? And then when Benjamin was leaving, he put something in his, he put a, a cup, uh, in, in his, uh, in his bag to keep Benjamin back to get, bring his father there. So this Benjamin was the baby brother in the Bible. He would be today the Jamaicans or the West Indies. And that's why when you read Paul's writings, it's written kind of funny. It's almost written backwards because why, if he was living today he would be Jamaican, okay? The question was, have God got a new people? Is he done away with the children of Israel? Let's read it. Romans 11 and one says, I say then, have God cast away his people? God forbid, for I am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. Verse two reads, God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Woke ye not what the scripture saith of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, have they killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars? And I am left alone and they seek my life. Verse four reads, but what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so, then at this present time, also there is a remnant, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. See that? So you're saying, no, I have seven thousand men. okay, who did not reject Christ, who did not bow down to Baal, which is Satan or Lucifer. See, so when they try to come and say, well, now all the people, all the Jews rejected Christ. That's a lie. Because the Bible is telling you there were 7,000 men. How could all Jews reject Christ? The disciples were Jews. (laughs) Okay? So how could every Jew reject Christ? But this is the garbage they teach. See, this is what the pastor is going to tell you because this is what they taught the pastor. See? You see that, brothers and sisters? They've let the enemy, the Romans, the people who actually killed Christ... Become the authority of Christ's doctrine. The Catholic Church is the authority. Okay? They're the authority in religion. We do not believe in religion. We are Israelites. Israelite is a a nationality, okay? It's an ethnicity, okay? We believe in the Bible as a history book. Not as a religious text. We wanted to show you that Paul said, God forbid. God did not cast away his people. He said, I'm an Israelite. See, so Paul was an Israelite. How dare you say that he cast away the Israelites, but then go to the Israelite records. Paul wrote the majority of the Bible, and he's magnifying his office. You see that? See, if you ask a Christian, ask the pastor, what tribe was Paul from? They won't even know. See? See? Paul is from the tribe of Benjamin, which is the warriors in the Bible. See, the Jamaicans. That's where, uh, you know, the, the guy, the fastest guy, in, in you know, in world history, the guy from the Olympics, he's from there. He would have been a Benjamin, right? Those people are the warrior tribes, okay? Let's go to Acts 21 and 37. Take a listen acts the 21st chapter the 37th verse and it reads and as Paul was to be led into the castle he said unto the chief captain may I speak unto thee who said can thou speak Greek now brothers and sisters remember this Romans 11 that's Paul speaking saying he was an Israelite from the tribe of Benjamin right now we're in a different section of the the Bible this is Paul right The same person who said he was an Israelite. Acts 21 and 37 reads, and as Paul was being led into the castle, he saith unto the chief captain, may I speak unto thee? Who said, can thou speak Greek? So the brother asked him, can you speak Greek? He's asking Paul, you can speak Greek. Verse 38, listen to the question that the captain asked Paul. Acts 21 and 38 reads, are not thou that egyptian which before the days made an uproar and let us out unto the wilderness four thousand men that were murderers listen to the question acts 21 and 38 reads are not thou an egyptian which before these days made an uproar and letteth out into the wilderness four thousand men that were murderers so the brother brothers and sisters the brother Mistaked him for an Egyptian. He thought Paul was an Egyptian. What color are the Egyptians? Are they white? Exactly. So this is proof, again, that Paul was black. Why? Because this captain thought he was Egyptian. He mistaked him for an Egyptian. You see that? Now remember, Moses went where? Into Egypt. Black. (laughs) Right? To hide amongst Egyptians. If the Israelites were white, as soon as they saw Moses on the waters, they would have killed him. They would have said, look, it's it's a white Jewish baby. (laughs) See? See that? In Romans 11, he says, I'm an Israelite. In Acts 21, he's mistaken for an Egyptian. Telling you that the what? The Israelites could be mistaken for Africans. Because they're both black. See that? Acts 21 and 39 reads, but Paul said, I am a man, which am a Jew of Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, a citizen of no mean city. And I beseech thee, suffer me to speak unto the people. So he said, listen, I'm a Judean. Judean is not a, not a regular Jew. A Judean is a person who lived in Judea. Okay. It's just like American. An American is someone who lives in America. So he's a Judean. Benjamin, Judah, and Levi lived in Judea. He's from the tribe of Benjamin. Okay? Do you see this, brothers and sisters? Do you see this? In Acts 21, Paul is mistaken for an Egyptian. Who has ever mistaken a white man for an Egyptian? See? Further proof. Let's go to Acts 13 and 1. Acts the 13th chapter, the first verse, and it reads, Now, there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger or Neger. See? N I G E R. Let me read that again, because according to this text, the teachers and prophets were black. Acts 13 and 1 reads, now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that were called Niger, N-I-G-E-R, what's black in Spanish? Brothers and sisters, remember this. See the teachers, the prophets were black, so you didn't have white people teaching God's people the word of God. Why? Because it's our history. Now, listen, I don't have a problem with with Europeans. There's some great European teachers, but if a European or a white man wants to teach an Israelite, why don't you teach him that he is an Israelite? See, that's that's the issue I have. Is that okay? You went to you know the the top schools you have black people in your church why are you not telling the black people in your church that they're jews according to god see and since you're not doing that you need to step down okay israelites teach the bible okay why because it's their book imagine a white man going into china to teach chinese history see Imagine that, brothers and sisters. Imagine a white man going into Africa to teach African history. You see that, brothers and sisters? So don't you dare. Don't you dare try to come to us and teach us our history when you wouldn't go into Japan to do it. Imagine a black man going into Greece, right? Going into Greece to to try to teach those Europeans their history. See? Let's go to Deuteronomy 28. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28, because now the question is, we've already proven that the Israelites were mistaken for Egyptians, that they were black. The question is, why did we go into slavery? Why? See, because if you can't answer that question for me, Pastor, then you need to just back on up. Okay? Because I don't know a black man a lot who at one time, probably when he was younger, did not have that question. Why did we go into slavery? How come nobody else went into slavery? Why did it? How did the pendulum fall on us? Out of all people, why was it us? Let us show you black man. Let us show you black woman. Okay. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28 and 15. Deuteronomy 28 and 15 reads, But it shall come to pass, if thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Mm. You see why they don't want you reading the Old Testament? According to the Bible, The children of Israel, the black people, the Hispanics, the native people, right? If they didn't follow the commandments, they would be cursed. You see that? So let's say hypothetically, let's just say not hypothetically, because it's the truth. We are the people. If you have teachers or pastors telling you not to follow the law. And according to this Bible, we're under curses for not following the law. What does that mean? That means we stay under the curse. That means we stay under the white man. You see that? So that means it would be in the best interest of the Romans or the white man to teach in his theologian seminary pastor's college that you don't need to follow the law, black man. Okay? You don't need to follow the law. Why? Let me read it again. Deuteronomy 28 and 15 reads, But it shall come to pass, if thou will not listen or hearken unto the voice of, of the lord thy god to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which i command thee this day that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee so let's see what are the curses jump down to verse 64. same chapter same book deuteronomy the 28th chapter the 24th through the 68th excuse me through the 68th verse Deuteronomy 28 and 64 reads, and the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from one end of the earth, even unto the other. Now, brothers and sisters, this is the curses. In verse 15, he said, if you don't follow me, if you don't acquiesce. These are the curses. What were the curses? Deuteronomy 28 and 64. And the Lord shall scatter thee among All people from the one end of the earth even unto the other brothers and sisters that's called the transatlantic slave trade see that that's scattering all across the world slaves didn't just come into America okay slaves went into Brazil slaves went down into Haiti slaves went down into Jamaica slaves went down into Europe okay slaves went all over the earth And that was part of the curse that God said he would scatter us. See, transatlantic slave trade. Let me read it again. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from the one end of the earth, even unto the other. And there shall serve and there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither nor thy fathers have known even wood and stone. So according to the text, he's saying part of the curse is us going to be scattered, right? And you're going to serve other gods that your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, knew not. And then it tells you what gods, wood and stone. Wood represents the cross, Christianity. The stone represents what? Islam, the Ka'aba stone. Our people are torn between these two religions, see? Verse 65 reads, and among these nations, thou shalt find no ease. Neither shall the soles of thy foot have rest, but the Lord will give thee a trembling heart and a failing of eyes and a sorrow of mind. Black man, this sound familiar? That you will never find rest amongst your oppressors. That you would have a trembling heart, which means you don't know if you're going to make it back home. One wrong move and you can end up dead. When when you see those red and blue lights behind you, how does your heart feel? See, how's your stomach feel? Butterflies. No other nation feels that. Okay. That feels normal to you and I. No other nation feels that. Okay. See, that was part of the curse. A trembling heart. Fear. Fear the most disrespected man there is, is the black man, okay? And then right above that is the black woman, okay? Who are the most disrespected people on the earth? Exactly. The question is why? Let us show you why. Deuteronomy 28 and 66 reads, and thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thy life shall hang in doubt before thee. Whose life hang in doubt more than ours? Hmm? Whose life hang in doubt more than ours? Deuteronomy twenty eight and sixty-six reads, And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shall have none assurance of life. Verse 67, in the morning thou shalt say, Would God it were even. And that even thou shalt say. With God it were morning. For the fear of thine heart. Wherewith thou shalt fear. And for the sight of thine eyes. Which thou shalt see. Deuteronomy 28 and 68 reads. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt. Again with ships. By the way whereof I spake unto thee. Thou shalt see it no more again. And there. Ye shall be sold. Unto your enemies. For bondsmen and bondswoman, and no man shall redeem you. And there you shall be sold unto your enemies for bondsmen and bondswomen, and no man shall redeem you. The Bible tells you that these people would go into slavery with ships, and they would be sold as a slave man and a slave woman, sold to Mr. Jefferson in Rhode Island, sold to Mr. Ronald in Maryland, so to mr christopher in south carolina so to mr jericho in south carolina see see that that was prophesied let me read that again deuteronomy 28 and 68 and the lord shall bring thee into egypt again with ships brothers and sisters that word egypt when you look at it in the Hebrew. It's not speaking of the actual location. Egypt means bondage. So the text actually says, the Lord shall bring thee into bondage again with ships by the way whereof I spake unto thee. Now, why is he saying he's going to bring us into bondage again? Because we were in bondage before. Where were we in bondage at? Egypt. Egypt is synonymous with bondage. That's what it means, brothers and sisters. See? Now, a naysayer will see that and say, well, no, we didn't go into Egypt in bondage. We didn't go into ships by Egypt. We didn't do that. So let us help you break that down. okay? so you don't get caught up on that. Let's go to Revelations 11 and 8. Revelations 11 and 8 reads, and their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom in Egypt. Where our Lord was crucified. Did you hear that brothers and sisters? Verse eight of the 11th chapter in Revelation reads. And their dead body shall lie in the street of the great city. Which is called. Which is spiritually called Sodom in Egypt. Which spiritually is called Sodom in Egypt. Which is spiritually called Sodom in Egypt. Spiritually. You see that? America is spiritually called Sodom in Egypt. why? Brothers and sisters, where was homosexuality? well homosexual marriage legalized first? What country was that? American Thank thank your Barack Obama, your president, your black man president, <laughs> Barack Obama. that a man and a man can be married, that a woman and a woman can be married. see? That's why it's spiritually called Sodom. Why is it called Egypt? Turn your dollar bill on the back. What do you see? Egyptian pyramids. Why is it called spiritually Egypt? The first bondage, the first captivity was where? Egypt. See that? There was no such thing as slavery before that time. Slavery to another nation before that time. And see, they know where the people, that's why they put the pyramid on the back of the dollar with the all C&I. Why would they put that on the back of the dollar? Because they're telling you we're using the same plan the Egyptians used on you Negroes. See, it's spiritually Sodom in Egypt. So when Deuteronomy 28 and 68 says, I will bring thee again into Egypt again with ships, and you shall be sold unto your enemies. For bondsmen and bondswomen, he will bring you into a place spiritually called Egypt. Let me show you that. Go to Deuteronomy 5 and 6, because I, I know people are going to get caught up on that word, Egypt. and say, well, no, nah, we didn't go into Egypt on ships. Okay, let us show you what Egypt means again. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, let all things be established. So any point that we make as a church, We prove it multiple times, okay? Because anyone can pull one scripture out of their behind and and manipulate it, okay? Deuteronomy, the fifth chapter, the sixth verse, and it reads, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of Of bondage see the land of Egypt is synonymous with the word or phrase house of bondage see that's in the Bible so where you read Egypt you can read house of bondage because Egypt means hard bondage when you look at Egypt you can tell it was hard bondage that built Egypt okay see that I'm gonna read it again Deuteronomy 5 and 6 reads, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. See, the house of bondage. That's what Egypt means, because there was no such place called Egypt when Moses was writing this. Okay, (laughs) it was called Mithraim. The land of Egypt was called Egypt way later (laughs) by another race of people. Okay. Who is was the people who name all the lands? Who is that? Who named America, America? Who named Brazil, Brazil? It wasn't the Brazilians. <laughs> okay. See? So they changed the name. They purposely changed the name of all the lands. Have you ever read the Bible and, and said, where are any of these? Where's Mesopotamia? Where's Shinar at? Where's Babylon at? Where's Persia? They did that purposely to make you think this was another world. They changed the names of these lands, brothers and sisters. So you wouldn't be able to put two and two together. In fact, they wanted you to not believe the Bible. So they did what? Once they conquered these lands, they changed the names on these lands. See that? That's what they did, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Matthew, the second chapter, the 13th verse. Matthew, the second chapter, the 13th verse, and it reads... And when they departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take thy young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be thou there until I bring thee a word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Brothers and sisters, this was an angel speaking to Christ's father, Joseph. He told, he told Joseph to take Christ into Egypt. Why? So he can hide amongst other black people. See, Herod was a Roman. He was a European. He was a white man. Remember, Herod tried to kill all the children. Remember? When the wise men didn't bring back the, the information. So God told Joseph, take your son, take your black son to a black country so you can hide amongst black people. See that? The same thing that happened with Moses. Moses was in Egypt hiding amongst Egyptians. The Most High had an angel tell Joseph to take his black child, Christ, into a black country to hide. Why? Because to white people, we all look the same. (laughs) Okay, they can't tell the difference between an African and a Negro. But guess what? We can tell the difference. A black man knows the difference between an African and himself. Trust me, a black woman knows the difference between an African and herself. Our hair is different. The way we walk, the way we talk, our mannerisms are different. Okay. Egyptians have the straight black hair, the dark skin with the straight black hair. Our hair is curly. Okay, our hair is the only hair that defies gravity. Okay, so we're different. We We may both be brown doesn't make us African, doesn't make us Egyptian. Okay? So we're showing you that all throughout the manuscript, the Most High was sending babies that were, you know, that people were trying to kill into Egypt to hide. Why? Because all the prophets. This is a black book, brothers and sisters, okay? David was black. Solomon was black. Noah was black. Moses was black. Okay? Judah was black. All these people are people of color. Okay? All these people were people of color. Costa Ricans are black. Mexicans are black. These are all people of color contained in this Bible. Okay? There's more people with melanin in their skin than not. Let let us show you something. Let's go to Isaiah 5 and 13. Let's go to Isaiah 5 and 13. Isaiah 5 and 13 reads, Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Brothers and sisters, according to the Bible, the people of the Bible went into captivity what people went into captivity? What people do you know that went into captivity to serve another race of people? You see that? See? All this was in the Bible. The pastors lied. The has hid this. They hid this. There's only one people that's ever went and served another nation. I'm going to read it again. Isaiah 5 and 13 reads, Therefore, my people are gone into captivity. Why? Because they have no knowledge. Because they have no knowledge. Because they have no knowledge. And their honorable men are famished. So look at that. He said our people went into captivity because they have no knowledge. And then who does he blame for the lack of knowledge amongst our people? The honorable men are famished. See? So according to the text, to educate our nation was the responsibility of men of our nation, okay? See this? Let me read that again. Isaiah the fifth chapter, the 13th verse, and it reads, therefore my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up. You see that brothers and sisters? Whoever these people are, the Israelites would go into bondage. They were going to captivity. The Bible tells you this. Who went into captivity? See? And then he says, we went into captivity because we have no knowledge. And when you try to bring this knowledge to our people, they'll reject it. Like Hosea 4 and 6 said. They'll reject it. See? See? Let's go to 2nd Chronicles 6 and 36, and then we're going to end it in Psalms 83, brothers and sisters. uh, Excuse me. 2nd Chronicles 6 and 36 reads, If they sin against thee, for there is no man which sinneth not, and thou be angry with them and deliver them over before their enemies. And they carry them away captives unto a land far off or near. Yet if they bethink themselves in that land, whether they are carried captive and turn and pray unto the land of their captivity, pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, we have sinned, we have done amiss and have dealt wickedly. Verse 38 reads, if they return to thee with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, whether they have whether they have carried them captives and pray towards their land, which thou gaveth unto their fathers and towards the city which thou hast chosen and towards the house which I have built for thy name. What is this saying, brothers and sisters? He's saying that, listen, my people are going into captivity. If they repent in that land that they're in, if they repent, I will bring them back. I will deliver them. You see that? I'm going to read 37 again. Second Chronicles 6 and 37 reads, yet if they bethink themselves in the land, whether they are carried captive and turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, we have sinned. You see that, brothers and sisters? Acknowledgement, forgiveness. We can't acknowledge our sin if we don't know who we are. You see that, brothers and sisters? Everyone else have a history except us. Why your history is in this book, brother? This is your book they made you believe it was a white man's book to get you out of it. see every person in this ninety percent of the people in this book are black, people of color see so the they knew the the Christians the Catholics knew. They had to absorb Christ's teachings. They couldn't contend with it. We have to absorb Christ's teachings and become the authority of Christ's teachings so we can teach them what we want to out of it. See that? That's why they took control of it. Not because they believed in it. They knew that if we learned on our own, we would find ourselves. So they said, nah, we have to become the authority of this Bible, okay? Okay. We have to be the authority of it so we can tell them what to read. So we can tell them not to follow the law. So we can tell them the Old Testament is done away with. See? So they absorbed his teachings. Not because they believed it, but because they needed to control the teachings. To teach us against the Bible. To teach us against what would be good for us. See? Demonic plan. It was successful though. It was genius. But what they could not contend with, what they could not prepare is Ezekiel 37, that the Most High would put the Holy Spirit on us and cause us to find ourselves. They could do nothing about the Holy Spirit. The Most High will put the Spirit on our people to start seeking, to walk away from the church, to start seeking truth outside of what the pastor is telling me. And it would lead us here. See that? Let's go to Psalms 83. We're going to end it here, brothers and sisters. We're going to end it here. We're going to read Psalms 83 and let's start at, let's start at verse 3. We'll read 3 through 5. Okay. Psalms 83 and 3 reads, they have taken crafty counsel against thy people. And consulted against thy hidden ones. They have said, Come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Look at this, brothers and sisters. Look at this closely. Because the Bible is telling you they took crafty counsel against us. Crafty counsel means the counsel is not up front, it's secret counsel. See, so these other people have secretly, you know, come together to go against us. Let me read it again, brothers and sisters. Verse three reads, Psalms 83 and three reads, they have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. So according to the text, they really have an agenda, but before the people, they'll say nothing. They really have an insidious, sinister plan, but before us, they'll say nothing. See, I'm going to read verse four. Verse four reads, and they have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Look at this. Verse five reads, for they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against thee. Look at this. It says they conspired against us. It's not just the white man see they're all together complicit of hiding the identity of this people i'm going to read that again because this is the bible telling you that they would look to teach us re rebrand us say we're somebody else okay they're going to make you forget who christ is they're going to make you forget who you are okay Psalms 83 and 3. I need you brothers and sisters to actually pull this up and see this with your own eyes, okay? Psalms 83 and 3 reads, They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. They have said, Come and let us cut them off from being a nation. They have said, Come and let us cut them off from being a nation. That the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. So, brothers and sisters, how would they erase this name from our memory? They would set up educational institutions called churches, brothers and sisters. See, they're aware of who we are. They're speaking of erasing our memory. See. Now, look at verse five. Verse five reads, and they have consulted together with one consent. They are what? They are confederate against thee. You see that, brothers and sisters? So even though the other races of people have their own disagreements amongst themselves, they're all in agreement with destroying us. See, all the nations have a common enemy, the children of Israel. See, so it's not just the white man, because the white man by himself couldn't do this, okay? It's the Africans. It's the quote-unquote white man. It's the quote-unquote Korean man. It's the quote-unquote Palestinians, the Jordanians, see, all these people are against us. And I'm not saying each individual from these particular races. We're talking about the government structure of those people that we just named. Okay. The government structure of the African, the government structure of the white man, the government structure of the Iran people and the the Babylonian people, or excuse me, the Persian people, right? Or the people from Iraq. Their governments are against us, brothers and sisters. So I pray that my brothers and sisters internalize what came out today. Follow those scriptures and challenge us. If you believe what we're saying is not true, see if you can prove us wrong. See if you can prove us wrong, brothers and sisters. This information, when I learned this information years ago, many years ago, it changed my life. Forever. It changed my life forever. The only way I know how to free my people. Is through truth. As the Bible says. John 8 and 32. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Brothers and sisters. They they legislated. A document to free us. Physically. But we haven't been emancipated. Mentally. We haven't until we know who we are, brothers and sisters. The title of today's lesson is The African Deception. Also, brothers and sisters, um, our email address has been commandeered. Okay, so Hotmail has taken, you know, taken our access from our own email address. We've been fighting with them over the last few months, trying to figure out, you know why they're not allowing us into our email address so brothers and sisters if you've been emailing us at our normal email address we haven't got to it they haven't allowed us to get to it you know this is how the devil works the devil tries to stand in between you know our people coming together so if over the next week or two brothers and sisters if we don't get access to our email address We're gonna say forget it and we're gonna start an entirely new email address and we'll plaster that everywhere. We'll distribute that everywhere. It'll be on our webpage. We'll make sure that we we announce it every time we have a broadcast. Um, But as of now, brothers and sisters, they've commandeered, they've taken over our email address and haven't given us access to it for months, brothers and sisters. But we will not allow that to stop us. We pray that you all are patient we, we are doing the work. We're still fighting the good fight, brothers and sisters. We're not ignoring you. Satan has gotten in the way, but that's okay because we come out on top. The title of today's lesson, The African Deception. We want to say, Kwame Asherala, sin no more.